We begin with the letter A. A is for... M is for murder. E is for... Danger! And, uh... Dodge. With... Monster. Help! Love me and be... Please help! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Welcome to the Is For Podcast. My name is Sarge. Joining me tonight is a man giving birth all on his own. Give it up for danger. Uh, yeah, uh, not a baby I want. But it's the baby you get. Yeah, it is. It is. This is a really weird pro-life, pro-choice like start to things, but go on. <laughs> it's okay. Speak of pro-life, pro-choice, I have learned something about Monster that I didn't want to know, and I'm not going to share if he wants to have sh- if he wants to have story time later, that's on him. Let's give it up for Monster. Hello, Monster. I'm not even a hundred percent sure what you're alluding to, and I I'm, am afraid to ask. I'm curious myself. Even yeah. the conversation we were having before we started recording doesn't really go with what you just said. So, no, please continue. <laughs> well, tonight on the Is for Podcast, we are going to talk about Grimm's fairy tales. Mm, yes, Grimm's. For some Grimm's people out is there, a good name for it. Depending on our age group, our demographic that we're hitting now, Grimm's Fairy Tale is a collection of, I believe, 200 stories done by the brothers known as Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm. Yep. Yep. They were, did you know they had eight other siblings or, 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 or brothers slash sisters? I knew they had others. I didn't know how many. Oh, yeah. Like were... mom, mom and dad must have had some free time. <laughs> and the thing is, is like their birthday is like exactly like eight months apart different years but exactly eight months apart so dad dad did waste no time no No. you know the doctor tells you you're supposed to like um for lack of better terminology you're supposed to give it a little breathing room you're supposed to give it a break for a little while all right so um you obviously know more about the grim and the the brothers and all what year what was this Oh, I thought uh, you wanted to elaborate on what I just said. I am. I am. What <laughs> year? What year is this, Sarge? 19. I'm sorry. 1785 and 1786. Do you really think in the 1700s, the doctors knew <laughs> that you shouldn't <laughs> like throw it back in when it's still in afterbirth territory? Um, do we, we're, we're I call it recovery mode? It's in recovery uh, mode. All right. Do I think in the 1700s, the doctors could look at it and go, hey, you probably ought to leave that alone for a minute. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> a little backstory on these guys. They actually earned a lot of titles and accolades. So they essentially grew up in what is part of Germany back then. It wasn't. They was considered part of the Roman Empire. I'm not, I don't want to say empire in the 1700s, but essentially... It was still part of like the Roman territories and their dad was a, I want to say their dad was a judge, like a magic, a local magistrate. So they were pretty well off. I, I mean, you would have to be well off to have 10 kids. Like I'm at four and that's like enough, like tap out enough. Uh, I agree. That's it. That's enough. Yeah. So when they went I have to college, two and every month it's a toss up of whether or not we're going to lose the house. So <laughs> I have I, I have four and I mean it's a toss up on whether or not we're going to lose one. So you know. so they they've been giving titles over the years. They are known as academics, uh, cultural researchers, lexic lexicographers. Whoa. What's a lexicographer? Well, lexicon is like word. Yeah, yeah, words, right? I so I'm going to assuming because they, in order to write these fairy tales, right, none of this was written before. Well, most of them were not written before, so it had to be orated to them. So I think they're meaning, they're giving them that term because they actually went out to these very obscure places and had people tell them the stories so they could write it down. Like, we wouldn't have some of the modern-day classics that we have without these two doing what they did. And the reason why who- they... A lexicographer is a person who compiles dictionaries, according to Webster. Well, apparently fairy tales, too. Yeah. They're also known as authors, and their biggest credit is popularizing folklore stories. And the reason why they had to get into this is because their dad died at, like, mind you, they were in, they were in, I want to say it was, like, junior college, which would be the equivalent of, uh, like, high school, right, back then. They were in junior college when their dad died of pneumonia in his 40s. So he had 10 kids 
before his 40s. He didn't, wait, wait, he wait, didn't wait, judge he, that well. He lived to the ripe old age of mid-40s, huh? In the before 1700s. he died from pneumonia. <laughs> That's like... Just shot right for the middle. <laughs> That's impressive. So their grandfather, who they didn't name, uh, their grandfather decided to uh, help them a little bit, but told them while they were in school that you need to figure out what you're going to do because essentially money's running out. And this is what they decided to do with their life, to go around and collect fairy tales. There's a lot of kids and no dad. Make money. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm sure at that point, like, you know, I want to assume that because their dad died, they were not able to actually finish college, which at that point in time, was there really a lot of need for college-educated, you know, men in the workforce? Probably not. It was probably a lot more industrial. Just taking a wild guess. And, you know, especially they were in, in Europe, right? Crafts. So it, it wasn't industrial because we didn't have the industrial revolution yet. Uh, it's more crafts-based, craftsman-based. You have so to you're... go to college so you can learn how to finger paint and how to glue the popsicle sticks together to make a house. Well, I mean, you got to learn that somewhere, you know. Which became um, the basis of some of the fairy tales. <laughs> Brought it so, back. So, I mean, I just, I kind of feel like, you know, a, uh, a a way of making money to support the family probably was a little more slim pickings and they just went into something. You know, they probably found a weird little niche and, uh, you know, I can tell you the things that I know as to why fairy tales and folklore and things were starting to be be written down. But I'm going to let you continue, Sarge, <laughs> and I'm not going to well, steal that thunder. I I appreciate that. You yeah. there's one thing you could have stole though, and it would have made my life so much easier. Is you could have talked about how if our listeners wanted to go to podbean.com/slash/dangerous-sarge and get a free month of podcasting service, that would just be great. We see, I, I thought about that, but I already did that once. But you, what we didn't talk about is how terms and conditions do apply. Yes, they most certainly do. So make sure you read that five print. You all right there, monster? You looking a no, little? No, uh... not really. But please continue. Just take another drink. So the brothers Grimm gave us some of these fairy tales, the most notable ones, because we're not going to go through all two hundred of them. Because number one, my oh man, I got a list <laughs> of them. My German is terrible, but we have Cinderella, the Frog Prince, Hansel and Gretel, Little Red Riding Hood, Rapunzel, uh, Rumpelstiltskin, Sleeping Beauty, and Snow White. And we're going to talk about some of those. I researched them. I did some breakdowns of them, like the differences and stuff like that. It's very funny that they are, they're known as the Brothers Grimm, and they're known as Grimm Fairy Tales, because most of them are. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I think... I think most people, when you say Cinderella and Snow White and Rapunzel, their their brain immediately goes to Disney movies. Disney, yeah. And um, I've made the mistake of like listening to like audiobooks in the car with Alex and be like, "Oh, the Little Mermaid, put that on." So I put it on, and then it's like, "Oh, the sea witch said her feet feel like she's on broken glass and she can't talk and she's dying of pain." I was like. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we will we will get into story. Yes, no. we will get into the subtle differences. The subtle differences of some. Yeah, of very subtle. Tales. Very subtle. But I it's think, about as subtle as a brick in the head. So one or of the knives in the feet. So one of the things I know that isn't talked about nowadays in in most education, uh, most educational institutions, is why fairy tales exist. Like. We read some of Grimm's fairy tales and we talked about them back when I was in college, not college, back when I was in like junior high and high school in the 1990s and early 2000s. I wanted to make sure I put that out there for Monster Had an Old Person Show. It no, was queued up. Say, I knew it was coming. So, when you used to have to whip your horse to get to college on time, <laughs> I heard the schoolyard bell ring. We got to go. Well, I mean, I'm sure you know why there's fairy tales and, and folklore because I'm sure you were part of creating them. Yeah, no, wasn't that old. Yeah. Anywho, uh, he was hanging out with the lesser known yeah. Carlos Grimm, and yeah. uh, they were writing their own <laughs> section of stories. I do love, I do love how you try to take that on fully and to keep it from happening, and it still did. <laughs> I know it was worth a shot. So, for those people who don't know, the reason why these original fairy tales existed 
like back when they were like spoken and not written and not what you think for when you think of some of these Disney movies and stuff like that is because from a social standpoint, these fairy tales were developed to teach people what happens when you're bad, right? It's like a really messed up way of parenting back in <laughs> the 1900s, the 1800s, the 1700s, 16, all of them, right? All the way back through time, the reason why these... All the way back to when Stephen was a kid. I know, right? Oh, back... Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Man. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice, and, and don't make me wish a kidney stone on danger. Oh. oh. I, I mean, at least let me get past the first one. No, you need... It, it needs a twin. the first one. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's funny that like, yeah, all of these are like the world's most messed up morality tales. They're like, hey, you should probably do the dishes when your parents ask or a witch will steal you and eat you. Like, (laughs) I I think there's a middle ground. What about time out? What about spanking? (laughs) Don't go in the woods by yourself or you might be lured into a witch's house and she just might eat you. Let's make your bed or have your fingernails pulled out. I mean, you know, it's just what it is. <laughs> it's as real today as it was back then. <laughs> we just we just call it something different. <laughs> now it's just called abuse. <laughs> now it's just called mental abuse, and you can get your kids taken away for that. Yeah. What is your favorite grim fairy tale monster? Um, I don't know about my absolute favorite, uh, but I know one of my favorite characters was always Rumpelstiltskin. I thought he was a little bit of a uh, <laughs> mischievous little dude. Um, oh, yeah. What about, is Jack and the Beanstalk a grim fairy tale? Ooh, I would have to look that up to know for sure. Don't, I don't you have the list of 200 it. in front of you? No, I don't. Look, I had to take those 200 and I narrowed it down to one, two. What kind of three, experts four. are we? You should the the type me? that doesn't have the time to research. We are not experts. Okay, oh, um, God. let's see here. Looking it up. Um, nope. It was uh one of Benjamin Tabart's. Um, he's now, the one that actually wrote it down. Well, this isn't T for Tabart, so forget no. I well, said it. Funny that you funny that you mentioned him because he's yep. actually credited with bringing some of these some of these lesser known ones that the Grimm brothers missed bringing those fairy tales to the forefront. So I actually learned something a while back that I actually think is a really cool reason why certain things exist in so many of these stories. And the reason why his name is one that when I saw it, it was when I saw that he did it, it was like, okay, it makes sense because he was one of like the, like there was Grimm, him and um, Hans Christian Andersen were like the big three fairy mm-hmm. tale folklore guys. Um, do you know why? There are so many of these that have women doing chores in the in the stories. Oh, do tell. Because that's how these stories were developed and, you know, and passed around is women doing chores together, spinning yarn together. And they were just tired of, you know, just doing these and they were bored and they used to just start talking about these fairy tales. And that's how they grew and developed. And then you had people like uh, the Grimm's. you know, uh, Hans Christian Andersen and all, they started actually writing these down and then developing them further from there. And that's where uh, Grimm uh, fairy tales got so damn grim. You know? Yeah. So most of what we're going to talk, I'm going to talk about for, for this is going to come from the first volume of Grimm's fairy tales. And it wouldn't be a, is for a podcast if we didn't butcher at least one name. And it oh, comes from I, the first volume of books called Kinder und Hasmachen or Children and Household Tales. I've never been prouder of you. <laughs> I feel like if anyone here could sling some pretty authentic German, it would be the military guy. <laughs> Why? But I think he knows how to do it to the point to where we at least believe it. Whether or not Look, it's, now, actually, it's actually... And he's usually pretty angry, which kind of leans itself to languages like German. German, so You, you, can't, <laughs> you can't speak German and sound happy. <laughs> no, you can't. So, Danger, what is your favorite Grimm's fairy tale? Oh, there's there's just so many. Yeah, you better pick one of the four that he knows. And, and so no. many more that I haven't read. Um, I, okay, so, like Monster, uh, Rumpelstiltskin, I've actually always kind of had a fascination with. 
Um, and you know, outside of that, I don't know which ones are Grimm, which ones are um, Hans Christian Andersen. I, I don't know which ones are who, but all I know is that I did pick up a collection of the Grimm fairy tales a while back and was very surprised <laughs> at the gruesomeness that was in them. And I was like, this is where I need to learn more about why these are so deranged. So I, I will say too, that I did really like, again, being the horror guy, I, re I really like Hansel and Gretel. Um, I do think that one's pretty, pretty wild. Um, also little red riding hood. That's another one that the, the grim version is pretty brutal. Um, both of those end with some horrific acts of violence that yes, they do. have been cleaned that. up over the years to, you know, uh, matter of fact, my daughter has a little red riding hood book that ends with the woodsman finding the wolf dressed as grandma and chasing it out of the house sternly. Um, I don't think that's what happened in the Grimm. No, no, that that wolf got his head chopped off. <laughs> the wolf became part of the house. <laughs> they might have even eaten it. I'm not even sure. Yeah, it's a good guess. But those no, are I'm, two that I really like. Now, Rumpelstiltskin. For those, like, what do you remember from Rumpelstiltskin? E either of you? Well, he he um, was like a little goblin. And I think his deal was he was spinning the yarn and it had to do with her hair, right? No. no that's Rapunzel. No. Yes, Rapunzel. So I, I can I go? Can I try? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, there's a whole thing where uh, he wouldn't tell her his name and she had to guess his name. And uh, I can't remember exactly what happened. I think there's been several versions that I've heard, but uh, in the grim fairy tale, I'm assuming it's something like he'll uh, uh, pull her teeth out or something. I don't know. And uh, and weave yarn with that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah. So she ended up guessing his name because she was told his name by somebody else, and then he like got angry and stopped around. And that yeah, because because she had like three or four guesses, and she was like, Mark, no. Phil, no. Rumpelstiltskin, damn it, how'd you know? Right. <laughs> so, according to the original fairy tale, which this is from the first book, Rumpelstiltskin, the miller, the people that spin yarn into thread, yep. was bra uh, bragged to the king that uh, his daughter can spin straw yarn into, into gold. gold. Yeah, straw okay. into gold. So, to, so, this is what the king does, and this today would be called kidnapping. Okay. <laughs> This would be kidnapping. So back then it was called he, borrowing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the king calls to the girl, locks her up in a tower full of straw and a spinning wheel, and demands that she spins the straw into gold by morning, or he will have her killed. I mean, that sounds a, yeah. that sounds great. Sounds like a Tuesday, you know. So they classify Rumpel Stillskin as an imp. Right? So the imp shows up and she convinces the daughter convinces the imp. To spin the straw into gold in return for his neck for, for her necklace. Greets. The next morning, the king takes her to a bigger room filled with more straw and says, Spin this into gold or I'll kill you. Again, the imp comes back and she offers him a gold ring, which he accepts, spins all that straw into gold, and the next day, rinse and repeat. King comes back, bigger room. More straw. The imp comes back. This time, um, she asks, because she has nothing physical left, Rumpelstiltskin asks for her firstborn child. So after she makes all this gold, she falls in love, or, or the king falls in love with her, marries her, blah, blah, blah. She gets pregnant, has first kid. The baby, the imp comes to take the baby. She doesn't want the baby taken. Like you said, she had to guess his name. Well, after the first two tries, she ended up going out in the woods and ran into Rumpelstiltskin, like snuck up on him. Apparently she found him out there somewhere. And uh, he was talking to himself in a reflection. He had a little saying he was, if I could find it, I have it written down. Uh, tonight, tonight, my plans I make, tomorrow, tomorrow, a baby I take, the queen will never win the game for Rumpelstiltskin is my name. And that's how she knows. So she feigns ignorance the next day and comes back. She's like, starts, ah, oh, your name's Rumpelstiltskin. And then he gets mad, and there's three different ways the story ends. The first way 
He stomps his foot so hard in the ground, he creates a chasm and disappears forever. The second, he just poofs in a thing of smoke and he's gone. And the third, which is, I think, the way the story should have ended, is he jumped into a cooking spoon in the kitchen and flew out the window. How little was he, or how big was a spoon? <laughs> I don't know. Is it funny how it always seems to end with the main bad guy monologuing? Like, if they could just shut their mouth, it would have never happened. Well, this is where how all the Bond movies were developed that that part of the bond movies where they tell their whole plan and they bond batman it all it all ends this way yeah yeah pretty much yeah let's go through some of the fairy tales that our listeners are probably gonna know we're gonna start with asking you this question danger disney snow white what can you tell me about it like the cliff notes version like super fast um they were dwarves little fellers um i can't tell you last time i saw or read anything about snow white um i get that and sleeping beauty mixed up i have since i was eight years old and i've never really cared too much about snow white but i do know that the, real, the real snow white is not the same the, as the disney movie. all right monster raised his hand fill in the gaps monster yeah so snow white runs away i think she's running away from a evil witch because it's always an evil witch. No? Stepmother? No. What's she running away from? The Huntsman. The Huntsman who was sent to kill her by... The evil witch. Her, mo her mother. Her mother. Who was okay. the evil witch? What? Actually, stepmother, step technically. but yeah, Stepmother. Anyway. See, exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's, just, it's always their step-parents that just get... I know, right? Damn it really is. It really if is. If we were animated, we'd be screwed, Sarge. Both of you would be really <laughs> weird-looking women. That's what it would be. That is true. So to say I'm not. She runs and finds seven dwarves who are all just comedically charming and lives with them as a freeloader for a while. Um, and then, yeah, I don't really remember exactly how it ends. I think the Huntsman shows up and can't kill her because he's like struck by her beauty and like warns her and lets her go right uh in the disney version i believe that's exactly right what happens right. Um, i really we... think he was struck by a dwarf that she threw at him yeah probably yeah, boom like... sneezy so, right. so <laughs> in the original well in, in the disney the huntsman was supposed to chase her down kill her for her heart because the because the uh, the wicked stepmom needed the heart so she could be as beautiful as Sleeping Beauty. Magic mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Yep. However, in the original Grimm's fairy tales, the stepmom not only wanted the heart, but she wanted the lungs and the liver as well. So essentially, yeah, bad news bears. And a nice um, key ante. You know, maybe the mother was a smoker and she needed some new lungs because she drinker? was still, Yeah, and a drinker. You know, <laughs> she was really she was really a lady of several. She was problems. Cloris Leachman at 98 going, bring me that liver and lung. <laughs> don't forget, don't forget the heart. She had must have had like blood pressure problems. Yeah. I mean, you know, Clearly. if yours are no good, just take them take from someone else's. Yeah. So now how did she try to kill? Snow White in the Disney movie. Do you guys know? Uh, was apple? it the apple? It was an apple. apple. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Hey, we're doing. But that good wasn't monster. the. That wasn't the only way she tried to kill her in the original fairy tale. The original fairy tale: an overly tight corset, a poisoned comb, and finally the poison apple. But the poison apple didn't kill her. It put her to sleep. Which goes back to why Danger was getting Sleeping Beauty and Snow White mixed up. They, they have some parallels. Yes. yes. So, I'm these. sorry. Did you did you say a poisoned comb like uh, for your hair? Yes. Like comb okay. your hair, it gets into the roots, it sinks into your brain. Boom, you're poisoned. So so she Kale was going is the, long, old as time. The, the long play. She okay. was going for the long play. Okay. Now in the in the Disney movie, how was Snow White awakened? Uh, kiss. That's right. A kiss from yeah. the prince. Right. Same in as the original. Beauty. Yes. Oh, parallel. Yeah. In yeah. the in the original tale, it. Sleeping Beauty, sorry, Snow White was <laughs> jostled awake when the prince tried to lift the glass coffin up, and she like was jostled awake. So That's essentially, how... just shook her awake. <laughs> yeah, um, the same way I wake my wife up when the kids are screaming. 
Now in the Disney you movie, you gotta do something. In the Disney movie, the 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 evil stepmom is chased off of uh, I believe it was a mountain like a cliff, and she fell to her death. However, in the fairy tale, she wasn't so fortunate. She should have been, but she wasn't so fortunate. She is forced to dance herself to death in a pair of red hot iron shoes. Okay, I uh, yeah, I would say the Disney version is a little more friendly. <laughs> hey kids. Large- and if, and if Sarge comes home from work and his dinner's not on that table, you better believe there is a forge in the garage with some <laughs> shoes. Cooking. Monster. Cinderella. Tell me the Disney version of Cinderella. Well, it's actually very similar to the Disney version of Snow White. Uh, Which is Prince- very similar to the version of Disney, the Disney version of Sleep of Beauty. Yep. It was um, just copy and paste for them. Oh, okay. So you're gonna have to give me a second because we actually went and saw the uh, Hans Christian Andersen version of Cinderella not that long ago. So I'm gonna try not to mix these up. Um, okay. So, so Cinderella has evil stepmom, wicked stepmother, and terrible stepsisters, and she's forced to do all the chores around the house. Uh, but the prince is going to choose a suitor from this ball that he's gonna have. So. Her Cinderella's fairy godmother shows up and basically turns her rags into a beautiful ball gown, turns a pumpkin into a coach. Her little mice friends turn into big horses and she goes and her and the prince hit it off and apparently has a foot fetish because when he comes by later to identify who the woman was, he can't figure it out by the face. All he can do is check the glass slipper that she left behind. So he goes around checking out all the chicks' feet in the kingdom until he finds a pair that he likes, and it happens to be Cinderella, whose foot fits into the glass slipper. I guarantee she's not the only size eight and a half in the kingdom, but it, apparently she had something going on that he preferred. So, and that's how they live happily ever after. Okay, that's actually pretty pretty close. Uh, Thank I, you. I will, I will let that fly. So, uh, written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. So there's actually two versions of Cinderella that get played into Disney's. Uh, the first part is from uh, Peralt's fairy tales. And the second one is from the Brothers Grimm's version of Cinderella or Ashfu. If you, I have it broken down in German. Don't you ever it. call me that again. So instead of, in, in, in Disney's version, the stepsisters are ugly. But in this, in the original version, the stepsisters were very beautiful. They just had really ugly hearts. I guess Disney wanted to make their face match their personality. There's so, another production company that has ran with that same scenario. Like the stepsisters are really attractive, but they're not real good people. Um, so fun fact, uh, my uncle used to work at Disney and yeah. Um, my uncle used to work at Disney and he actually would dress up as a stepsister because they did not want the, the stepsisters who walked around to walk pretty and they wanted them to walk like men. So I've heard about men. that. It was all men dressing up and, and these, these, uh, stepsister. When I went to, when I went to that, um, Hans Christian Andersen version, uh, at the high point theater, um, it, it was a guy in drag who played. I can't remember if he played the stepmom or one of the stepsisters, but yeah, very fun. Yeah. All right. Instead of being the evil, instead of being the fairy godmother, there's no fairy godmother. It's actually a dove sent to Cinderella by her dead mom, which, you know, eh, okay. Beyond the grave stuff. Yeah, wait, 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 wait yep, hold up. Yep. Did you say yep. she like mailed her a dead dove? Close. Like, close. You know Sorry. what they didn't say? They just said You're it was this dead. close. Cool. Sorry, I was reading something and I that's just what I heard. You came so, in on the wrong part. I and did. instead of only one ball that the prince threw, he threw three. And it was at midnight of the third event. She loses her shoe. Uh now, of course, the prince goes around trying to find the owner of the shoe. Was it a glass slipper or just a shoe? Glass shoe. Right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't just let me. Are you done? Yeah. Just, Are you I done asking wondering. clarifying questions? I'm s- Could you imagine <laughs> trying to do your math homework and looking up at him as your dad and being like, I don't know what this means. Are you done? <laughs> I'm sorry. 
So in, in, in the original, and I'm sorry, in the Disney version, like they try to squeeze their feet into the shoe and it just doesn't work, right? In the original in the written version, um, they each try to cut off a different part of their foot. And each time they do this, apparently the prince is stupid, right? Because they cut off part of their foot. So it fits in the shoe and they bandage up their foot. But as he's leading away with the with the wicked with the evil stepsister, with the evil with one of the evil stepsisters, a dove comes and like pokes the prince and he and like motions down and the prince looks down and he sees that the the girl's bleeding, so he takes the one back. And then the other one cuts off another part of her foot, and the same thing happens. The dove is a dove is basically a giant snitch at this point. And he takes that one back, and then finally, um, he hears a ruckus in the back room and it's Cinderella. She's trying to like do work and they're like, Oh, she's so homely. She wouldn't have been there. Yeah. You got a shoe fit. She's the queen happily ever after. Right? No, it's not actually what happens. So the stepsisters get punished a little bit more in the written version because like they try to, they try to uh, kiss Cinderella's behind because she is now the queen and on their wedding day, um, magic doves appear in front of the stepsisters and uh, uh, poke out their eyes. Hmm. So, so yeah, so then they're missing uh, chunks of their feet and their eyes. So yeah. they can't they can't see how their feet suck now. It's like it's like <laughs> where's Linda? I don't know. Look for the one eyed seven toed lady that's stumbling around here. Somewhere. She has no eyes. She has no eyes. So I I have always thought it was kind of funny how in the Disney version of Cinderella, the stepsisters are trying to cram their feet in and the feet like pop out and go all mangled before the glass breaks of the slipper. I, I feel it's like that glass. It's a magic slipper. Oh, it's a glass slipper. It's a terrible like thing to put on your foot and like put all your pressure on and walk around. And didn't Cinderella run into glass slippers at some point in the Disney version? Yeah, yes. she would have broken those things. Disney's bullshit. Let's just let's just not <laughs> let's not ignore the fact that this dude literally is like I have no idea what her face looks like. <laughs> He's yeah. blind. Your feet. Show He's me got your that feet. Quentin Tarantino feet thing going on. One hundred percent. Yep. So there is one of my four, and I chose this just because that is actually almost true to the Grimm's fairy tale, and that is Sleeping Beauty. The only difference is in Sleeping Beauty is the number of uh, fairies and the magic frog at the beginning, right? I so, honestly it, don't remember that. I don't remember anything about Sleeping Beauty. So. There's three so, of them, right? Yes. In, in, the, in the Disney version, there's oh, three. Yeah. In the story, okay. there's 12. Okay. Right? That seems excessive. Sorry, sorry, Too 13. Many names. Sorry, 13. Um, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. right? Baker's dozen. And, let's do it. And what they don't show in the movie is there's a bunch of dead potential suitors for for Sleeping Beauty that are found in the forest around like, where the castle. Okay. In the written version, because I have not read it, obviously, are they dead and laying there or are they dead and reanimated as in zombies? No, they're just dead and laying there. They're just dead. like They're, okay. they're like corpses. Okay, so sleeping <laughs> sleeping beauty got it okay cool let's go <laughs> yeah but everything else after everything else besides that is is true it, i heard that cork oh, monster <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about all right sarge tell me like give me the, like okay you say it's it's mostly true to what you know, to the grim fairy tale and the Disney version, all that. Mm -hmm. But what is the truly messed up part other than the dead suitors in the forest? So this is, this is going to be a trigger warning for some people. And I'm going to be honest, this is going to be a trigger warning because it's kind of like blew my mind a little bit. There's a gun. No. Um, <laughs> in, in, in the Grimm's version of it, and the, the story that the Grimm's got was a little bit nastier. Um, Who would have thought? Once the prince finds Sleeping Beauty, he, um, while she's asleep, oh no, oh no, he, uh, he, <laughs> why did I ask? <laughs> yes, yes, he does. He he has sex with unconsensual sex. With no, and she wakes up only when one of the children that she bore while asleep 
while asleep. Oh. So this it, it notices one of the children she bore. Oh. One of them. So this he's a repeat offender. Like he would not be allowed near school. Pulled out a splinter out of her finger. And in Peralt's version, it removes the unconsensual sex part of it. It puts the lotion on the skin. How nice. Yeah. But adds in the evil stepmother that tries to eat the happy couple's children. And in the end, being up throwing, and in the end is uh, ends up being thrown in a pit of viper and says, "So, yeah." Okay, so two things: was the original title like uh, "Roofy Royalty," um, and two, <laughs> I thought you said they were similar because <laughs> I don't remember that in the Disney version. Different, very I subtle. Do that very I subtle would, changes. I yeah, like almost you can't notice. So, no. since we're on the subject, let's answer the hard questions here. Infanticide or the big R word? Which is worse? Let's debate. <laughs> well, I mean... Please go know, to the next story. Don't answer. Shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> you you don't want my opinion on which is worse? <laughs> that was rhetorical. Please do that's, not answer. That's, that's fair. No, but I mean... If we it's, were making uh, money, we'd be demonetized. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, um, I don't want to uh, lose my sponsorship with Podbean, so I was trying to like. I mean, terms and conditions apply. This? If you say the no. big R word, <laughs> you will be demonetized. It's only four letters. <laughs> it's not not that saying it. <laughs> not saying it. So let's talk about the last one. Oh, I thought that. Okay, no, let's Angle. do it. I'm in. Angle. Tangle. <laughs> Rapunzel. Rapunzel. So okay, I was one, mixing gonna, a couple up. I was mixing two or three of these up. I'm I'm, I'm going to say this right now, right? Rapunzel or or Tangled, the new version of Rapunzel, right? Where the hair is sentient. Yeah, I don't like. Yes, that, not, not not only is it sentient, but we have a horse that beats people with a cast iron skillet. This it is the weirdest cool. thing I've ever done. Yes, it was. <laughs> We've watched it's this such movie a fantastic a movie. It is. It's awesome. I guess one of the Disney movies I can still sit down and watch a thousand times over with my kids because it's like, oh shit, it's Tangled. Let's have a seat. Yeah. Right? For a long time in my house, it was Tangled and Frozen. And I wanted nothing more than to just have those things. I forgot be done. you lived in my basement. <laughs> well, I am in a basement. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> so in Rapunzel, and I'm just, I'll, I'll, I'll do this one for Rapunzel for you guys, right? Rapunzel is a girl who's locked in a tower and the prince is like, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair and he climbs up, right? In the Disney movie, it's essentially what happens. They essentially escape. She cuts her hair. The stepmother falls out the window, turns into dust. Bob's your uncle, okay? Pretty simple. In the written story, this is where it gets a little different. And by this, I mean, I have like three paragraphs, so I'm going to have to paraphrase some of these paragraphs. Actually, Let's go for it. Let's, let's okay. do it, because uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed learning the differences of these things. I snow or Sleeping Beauty is a little rough. <laughs> I'm just yeah. gonna be honest; it's a little, little rough. That version I feel like might be um, not allowed in theaters or homes or life. But go on. All right. So according to Grimm's fairy tale, the reason the witch gets the baby gets get gets little Rapunzel. Is because while his wife is pregnant, she has cravings for a specific uh, herb <coughs> that only grows in the witch's garden. Ooh. So he steals this herb, not once, not twice, but three times. And on the third time, he gets caught by the witch. And she only lets him go when he, get, when he essentially says, you can have my firstborn child. Okay, that is a sign of addiction right there. Okay, like, and that's why I got the two mixed up, was that firstborn child thing. Okay. That yeah. is a sign of addiction that you would give up your child for mind-altering substance. Yeah. <laughs> you said it was that an was, herb. So. Herbs, rooms, what else grows in a garden? <laughs> so the baby gets stuck in a tower, and Rapunzel, whose hair grows super long because this herb grows really fast, so the, essentially she has herb-infused hair, and it grows super, super long, super fast. This is literally the Herbal Essence infomercial. Yes. Yes, it is not a sponsor. <laughs> um, but, but, but we'll take them. We'll take them. Yeah. We'll take yeah. them. Right. So I, will, take your... I will use your product. Oh, great. My hair is getting quite long, so Herbal Essence, come on. I'll wash my hair and you'll wash your beard. 
Does her butt in the shower at the same time? I don't know. That's how committed I, don't have a beard. I am. I I'll wash yours if you wash mine. Wow, this is getting <laughs> awkward. All right. So Rapunzel lets down her hair every day to let the witch in. One day, the prince passes by, hears her singer, and decides the hears Rapunzel singing. I'm sorry, hears Rapunzel singing, and decides to pay Rapunzel a visit. He secretly, secretly visits her several times, and the only reason why the witch finds out is because her dresses are getting too tight, and she didn't know why, so she asked the witch, and that's how the witch finds out. She's pregnant. Why is there so much intercourse? R word in this. Yeah. Yeah. So in a rage, in a fit of rage, the witch cuts off Rapunzel's hair and uses it to lure the prince back into the tower. She once the prince gets into the tower, she's confronted by the witch, and the witch, as he's climbing through the window, shoves him out of the window, letting him fall fall into a thorn bush that he gets thorns in his eyeballs and he can no longer see. The prince is blind. I guess kind of serves him right. Home invasion, stuff like that. Only only like two people will understand this reference. But I feel like some of these were directed by Lucio Fulci. Which I understand that. Okay. Yeah. There is a lot of eye trauma in Lucio Fulci films. So I feel like they're written and produced by Quentin Tarantino and they're directed by Fulci and this is the pretty accurate depiction I think. Okay. It gets worse. Oh, I hope it does. I you didn't give a trigger warning on this one. No, I haven't gotten and... to the trigger warning part yet. Oh, that's good. Oh, shit. I will tell you when I do. I feel triggered. <laughs> I... <laughs> Once he falls, he loses his he loses his eyes in Thornbush. He wanders around aimlessly through the wood. Apparently, there was a part in the book that I she was in the tower. She had her hair cut off, and then somehow she ends up out of the out of the tower, not falling into a thornbush. And she's running around with the prince's kid, like she gives birth to the kid and all that stuff. Uh, eventually, I guess. Um, yeah. And how the story basically ends is the prince is stumbling around blind forever. End of forest until Rapunzel. He happens upon Rapunzel. Rapunzel happens upon him, and she has her kids with her, with them, with her, and she cries magic tears that heals his eyes, and they live happily ever after. Yay! I mean, that wasn't so I mean, bad, right? You know, that is a story actually about looking beyond how your partner can't look at you. Yeah, uh, looking past your partner's disabilities to what they can do, even though. They force themselves upon you at one time. It's about forgiveness and looking past disabilities. That's what it's about. Yeah. Now, yeah. I think That's... I think a lot of people are familiar with the Grimm's original version, Tangled, very popular Disney film. However, Rin and Stimpy did a parody of uh, Rapunzel in which Rin climbs he he's at the 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 bottom of the tower and he says let down your golden silky hair and stimpy is on top with a wig on and instead of nice golden pretty hair this little black curly strand comes down and as rin starts to climb it as he gets near the top he realizes he's been climbing stimpy's nose hairs the entire time um i love that yeah. show <laughs> so that's Rapunzel, the original version of Rapunzel. Trigger warning yeah. for the ending. Oh shit! It's not oh a... God, we're not the... I, okay. I, oh. Okay, you said happily ever after, and so yeah. Well, Rapunzel's over. This is this is we're just gonna. Oh, we've got ready. one more. Okay. No, we're not gonna have one more. No, this is just our normal show. <laughs> no, this is this is this trigger this warning. Is... We're about to get really we, weird. We <laughs> this is this is gonna get weird. So. Are you disturbed enough right now, both of you, our listeners? Well, there's okay. more. I'm always okay. disturbed. Yeah. There's more. Ooh, ah, ah. In some of the Grimm <laughs> stories, there's an unpleasant seam of uh, anti-Semitism. One would say. Oh. Um. I mean. Example. We've, we we've example. had we've had the R word. We've had. Um, the we've had all like tons of things so far, so why not just throw this in with it? I mean, yeah, yeah. So, in one of the Grimm stories, and I'm not going to tell you which one, if you want to find out, you're gonna have to start reading them. 
Um, the hero of the story tortures a Jewish man by making him dance on thorns until he's torn and bleeding as punishment for some imagined sins, some transgressions. Uh, when a man cries out for help, the judge sides with the torturer and the Jew is hanged as a thief. The Germans back in the 1900s, in the early 1900s here, um, they were like, oh, cool. These guys were on our side. They wrote books years and years and years ago. So what did they do? They took some of these stories like Little Red Riding Hood. She gets rescued by a man in an SS uniform. He kills the wolf and saves Little Red Riding Hood. Um, <clears throat> Puss in Boots. Yes. Puss in Boots morphs into a kind of Hitler figure at the end of the story. Could you imagine, like, the wolf is wearing, like, red, white, and blue, and the huntsman shows up in an SS uniform? <laughs> oh, this is, like... So the, so the Germans, Adolf Hitler and crew, took the uh, Grimm's fairy tales and twisted them up some to help spread anti-Semitism throughout Germany. Yeah. It really shouldn't be a surprise with... Now, all of the other horrible things that Hitler's crew did. Um, and you can but you can just... find all of these in a collection called Little Orphan Adolf. It's really controversial. <laughs> um, I wouldn't recommend it. I'm not saying read it. I'm just saying it's it's there. So let's jump back in time to the early 1800s. Right. Not only was this inappropriate in the 1900s, now we're going to jump back to the 1800s. After they published the first book, they were criticized for writing stories that were unsuitable for children. The Nazis or the Grimm's? Grimm's. Okay, oh. I just, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. So in response, the Brothers Grimm's edited some of their stories, softening the rough edges, and later the editions were split. That was softening Large the edges? Yes. Large editions contained all the stories, which had academic annotations by the Brothers, while smaller editions contain selected re-edited stories deemed suitable for kids. So, obviously, you didn't have radio and television, all those kind of mediums, but, you know, were these ever marketed as children's? Yes. Okay. Grimm's okay. stories for children. Yes, they were. You okay, could actually, okay. you could still go to um, Barnes and Nobles and stuff like that, and you could still get the children's oh. versions of the Grimm fairy tales. No, no, no. I get that now, but like at the time that these were being published, and we so, were yes. talking about in 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 the eighteen hundreds, they ed they took a handful of these stories, made a small version of the books, and made it all suitable for kids. And that is where you get most of your Disney movie stuff from. So they gotcha. took out they took out the uh, late night forced rendezvous and yes. the thorns with the sleeping and the ladies and with the sleeping lady with, with the sleeping lady, right? The the Rufalin royalty. Um, yeah, I will forever hear that, as, like, know that story as that now. I so. just, can we, can we just, Forced Rendezvous is now dancing in my head, and I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> I don't that, ever want to hear part that. Of this you, that's the part of this you don't like? All right, so. Yeah, if you, yeah, specifically, yeah, that concept, yes. If you ever start a seedy nightclub disco, like, industrial Metal band. Forced Rendezvous is the name. Uh, I had some friends that were in a band called Against Their Will, and they had a line of merchandise, T-shirts, lanyards, the usual. But they also had Against Their Will condoms. Mm. Odd, odd choice. Uh, yes. Odd choice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice guys, though. As long as, uh, yeah, okay. So, Moving gentlemen, on. let me ask. So, let me ask you this question, gentlemen. What does tofu and a dildo have in common? They're both meat substitutes. Ah, yeah, cool. Ask you a question back, Sarge. Sure. Do you think in the UK the dollar store is called Pound Town? <laughs> I saw that meme. You. Oh, oh I see what you did. There. And actually, in reality, they don't have a dollar store. But Dollar General is called Poundland, which is not much better. Why did Robin Hood steal from the rich? Why? Because the poor didn't have anything. It's true. Uh, I, okay. I never thought about that before, but that's actually, that's good. I like it. <laughs> it's a thinker. And and to, you know, the discussion tonight, 
Do all fairy tales begin with once upon a time? No. Some begin with, if I'm elected. Oh. <laughs> what do you call a cheap circumcision? A ripoff. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what do you get from a pampered cow? Spoiled milk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, one more to uh, go along with this conversation. What does a wicked <laughs> witch like to read in the newspaper? What? Her horoscope. Oh, oh, oh my. I got I got one more queued up. This was I, I got one more and it's actually okay, become okay. a favorite of mine. But go on. You okay. tell yours. What did the leper say to the sex worker? What? Keep the tip. Why were they all dicks? Why were all your jokes dick related? Yeah. It's weird. What do you call an elephant that just doesn't matter anymore? Doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. <laughs> oh, thank you yeah. for thank you for ending us on a non penis related sequitur. I appreciate uh, it. You know, I uh, we're at the end, so and we've already made it past the, the tip and the shaft, so you know, Fair we're enough. good to go. Fair yeah. enough. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to us again. Please check us out um, on social medias, uh, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Danger and Sarge across all platforms. Shoot us a message on at dangerandsarge at gmail.com. If we don't if we don't have five new likes by the time this episode goes live, Danger's gonna have another kidney stone. I don't like your like your your wages. I don't I don't I don't I don't like this. This is not a good time for me. And and just so everyone knows on my end, everything froze and I heard nothing. I just heard five new likes or danger. And then Danger came back and he was like, I, 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 I. <laughs> I came back and I sound like Richard Nixon. I can't wait to listen to this episode and find out what that threat was. I will not have a kidney stone. So, all right. All right. Later, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Bye. Later. It's over. Done. Done.